0: Hey, it's Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is now FRPC Sports. We are doing football again today, and it is Vince on the air. And I am here with you solo again, but we are excited to know that the one leg of the wedding is over. My man, Nico Miatello, uh, who is uh, in Canada right now, he's having three basic wet weddings i'll have to let him explain it to you we have a bunch of cultures involved but we are we are done with one leg of the wedding so we're we're good there so he made it out you know the he made it out the you know to the light he's good everything is good and we are just happy for shannon and nico on that so Let's get to it. A bunch of stuff has gone on. Um, we are go- We were actually going to talk about San Francisco anyway, uh, which is amazing when it comes down to it. Uh, but the funny part about this is, is that there are reports that he was pulling away from the team like 10 days ago, Trey Lance. So if you haven't heard the story, Sam Darnold is now the number two quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And it looks like Trey Lance is very upset about being the third string quarterback. Now, do I have sympathy for the young man? Yes, because it's been a terrible situation. All the injuries, the starts, the stops, all of it. And I think somebody explained it the best. They said that, look at. Kyle Shanahan's offense is like software, right? And what Shanahan saw a couple years ago is that with Garoppolo, maybe his software had hit its peak. And then he thought, what I'll do is I'll build a completely new software program with Trey Lance, right? And I thought it was a really good analogy, right? I thought it was a real. Um, because if you think about it, we you know, we get the upgrades and everything like that. And if you find out, oh, you know, you find out you're playing games on your laptop and you're, you know, you need a better video card. You need more RAM. These are the type of things that maybe, you know, Shanahan found out with Lance is that he doesn't have the necessary, um, whatever it is that the quick twitch thinking ability to go ahead and and see just be true to the offense right I think that's what it is Is that I think his eye see it I think his body sees it and I just think it's it takes a second longer to react and that comes with reps but the problem is is that how do you get reps when you get hurt and it's not his fault It's just how it has played out. Now, I don't know what you get for Trey Lance. I have no idea. I have no clue what you get for him. But it is a story that we'll continue to follow, and we'll see what goes on. It looks like the Vikings might have interest. I'll tell you another team that should have interest. And we're going to talk about them a little bit later, and I'll incorporate it into the talk that we're going to have. But remember that we were doing something called One More Thing, right? And we did the NFC North and we did the NFC South. And today what we're going to do is we're going to do the AFC South and the NFC West. And if you're wondering why I just didn't do AFC, is because I think a lot of the good teams, the stories are in those other divisions that we're going to get to and I wanted to kind of get a couple divisions out of the way but I am really hyped on doing this so I hope you guys enjoy it and we're going to be doing this on Friday as well so there'll be two more divisions knocked out then but today will be the ASC South and the NFC West and I'm going to start with the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, they've been in the news with the Jonathan Taylor hold deal, the drama, the saga with Jim Irsay and what's going on there. Uh, my one more thing <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts is, is there any way that we can put a muzzle on Jim Irsay? Is there any way that he can have some sort of embargo put on him where he cannot speak to the media for a little while like a year and allow griggs to do his job and get the value for uh jonathan taylor that he needs to get keep in mind this is the same guy that uh pulled jeff saturday from the from espn and then made him head coach and now we have this thing with Jonathan Taylor and Ursa trying to save Orca Wells, which turned out to be unsuccessful, 20 mil, on trying to save a Orca Wells from SeaWorld. But we couldn't give our, our running back, who a couple years ago was uh, one of the dynamic running backs in the league. I understand about you... Saying the value of the running back might not be what you think it is, but then to come out and say I want, I still want a first round draft pick for it, eh, leaves a lit, little bit to be desired there. So my hope for the Indianapolis Colts, my one thing is is, is that we can get a muzzle or some sort of of, of uh, hush report or something, some kind of some kind of penalty on Jim Irsay from actually speaking words. Now, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, you know, man, listen, what a different one-year mix, right? You had Ervin Meyer in the building before. Now you got Doug Peterson. Everything's on the up and up. Everything feels good. Trevor Lawrence looked like a dude, which is great, right? My one thing for the Jaguars is a pass rusher. Or an edge rusher or whatever. I think this year the defense will be a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Now they do have Josh Allen, who is a a beast. I love him. But if he's the only guy on your team being able to garner a pass rush, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to uh, win a lot of games. Now, thank God Trevor Lawrence is who he is. And I do believe that Jacksonville is uh, the cream of the crop of the AFC. And we'll get to predictions in a couple weeks here, like right before the season starts. I can't wait to get Nico back on the um, pod for that. But let's look at some of their dudes. Uh, Trayvon Walker, the first-round pick in 2022. He had three and a half sacks. Fatukazi. Four and a half sacks. Robert Harris, three sacks. So there's not a lot of oomph on the defensive side of the ball as far as getting to the pass rusher. Now, maybe they can scheme it up and get some of these guys loose. That's going to be the job of the D.C., and we'll look forward to seeing how that works out. But right now, if they could get themselves an edge rusher, it'll be phenomenal. That's the one thing. (sighs) Okay, my one thing for the Houston Texans. Well, my one thing for the Houston Texans, it can't be what I want it to be, which is to undo the trade they made on draft day where they went back in. They got C.J. Stroud and then went back in and got Will Anderson. No offense to either one of those guys. You know, we don't know what they're going to be in their career. As far as certain, you know, we'll see as we go on. You know, this year will definitely go a long way. But by trading up and getting Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama, the edge rusher, you gave around you gave away your first round pick next year. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, you know, they're they're going for it." Well. I don't think you had enough in the tool shed to really go for it at this point in time. And basically, you have set up the Arizona Cardinals to get two bites of the apple because there's a lot of buzz out there that these two teams will be at the bottom of the league at the end of the year. Now, could the Texans surprise? Maybe. I don't know how you can surprise where Mechie is your probably your most dynamic wide receiver and last year he had cancer, he had lymphoma. Um I just think that it's uh it's not a viable situation to be in. Now, Damian Pierce, you know, and, and Will Anderson will help that defense, no doubt whatsoever. But if you're thinking you're gonna go and start winning like seven, eight games this year. I just don't know if that's available to you. Now, their division is down. If you think that Tennessee is going to take a step back, like as they start to age, and we'll talk about them in one second. Um, If you think that Indianapolis, because of Anthony Richardson being young and, you know, obviously going to go through the growing pains of being a rookie quarterback, I definitely understand that as well. But I don't think it was necessary for them to take the swing, and this has turned into being one of those very typical owner, front office um, quandaries, right? So the owner obviously he writes the checks. And if that guy says he wants a quarterback, you go get a quarterback. Now, your analysts, your scouts, your pro scouts, your you know everybody who's in the building. Maybe they fell in love with Will Anderson, Jr., and they were like, this is our guy, and we just got to somehow – we got to be able to get him. I I definitely understand that. It just didn't seem to be the right time to do something like that. And now you're looking at a possibility where, yeah, you're going to have a rookie quarterback. You're going to have a young team. You know, what's, what's that offensive line looking like? Do you have enough defensive playmakers now with Will Anderson Jr. on there to really make some sort of a statement on defense? I don't know. D'Amico Ryan's is a great defensive coordinator. We'll see what he is like as a as a as an actual head coach. But we are fighting this, and you know, you just don't want to sit there and just bash a team because it seems it, it seems like every year i'm on the houston texans about something a couple years ago before the whole deshaun watson thing i was like can you get a better offensive line so this dude doesn't get killed you know when the when the whole deshaun watson thing went down i was like what the heck is going on and all of this sort of thing and you know and it was just a it was just it was embarrassing for the league and it was embarrassing for that franchise and we don't really need to talk about it and now we're in this situation where you get the quarterback. Okay, I understand you You feel real strong about the quarterback, or at least the owner did, right? And then, you know, you make this decision. Just It just seemed very rash, and it seemed very haphazard, and I wish that you guys could undo that trade. But something that you can do, which didn't make a lot of sense, is that if you were going to have uh, C.J. Stroud, why just don't bring back DeAndre Hopkins and give your young wide receivers a vet to look up to, a mentor that John Mechie can latch on to. Tank Dell is on that team as well, right? So I know a lot of people are in love with him. But at least now you would have had like some semblance of pass catching and a guy that has been a number one and knows how to do it. By not helping out your quarterback, it really puts me in a situation to make, you think, make me think that you're going to end up last in the AFC South. Hate to say it, Houston. The last team in the AFC South is the Tennessee Titans, and their one last thing is this. It's very simple. Can we get a fountain of youth for the aging um, vets uh, in the prime positions? Tanning Hill is 35 years of age. Derrick Henry is 29 years of age and has like a million carries. And DeAndre Hawkins is 31. We just need to roll back the hands of time by about four years. And uh, we'd be really excited about what was going on in Tennessee. Everybody's waiting for the fall off with Derrick Henry. Here's the thing. Until it does, we got to count on another 1,200, 1,300-yard 1, rushing season. The dude has been very durable throughout his career, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. But, you know, we are – he has had a ton of carries, and he is at that age where, you know, you start thinking about the cliff. Now we move to the NFC West, and the first team on the docket is the Arizona Cardinals. And basically, for them, their one, their one thing is real simple. Let's get a time machine to the end of the season where we have a glorious 3-14 and 14 record. And in the last two games of the season, Kyler Murray came back and looked like Kyler Murray, so his trade value is very good. That is literally what you want is week 17 and 18. Kyler Murray looking real good. You know, looking very competent, looking spry, all of that sort of thing. And then also go three and 14. Caleb Williams and Drake may are out there. Marvin Smith Jr. is out there. So. For Arizona, I know this is a tough season, but, you know, there might be a a ray of hope on the horizon for you. Um, Getting to the others in the division. Sorry about that. Had to turn the page. Like to keep notes. You know, like to write stuff out. Let's get to Seattle real quick. And Seattle, the one thing that I just want to kind of talk about is this. Can we marvel at Pete Carroll now? He has a record of 128-81-1, which is a uh, 6-12 winning percentage. He's 10-9 in the postseason with the Seattle Seahawks, and this dude turns 72 years of age. By the way, it was a year ago that they traded away the franchise, Russell Wilson, replaced him with Geno Smith, and kept it moving. Pete can coach. He can flat-out coach. He can build a program. He sticks to his principles. Um, He can have success. He's won a Super Bowl and been to a couple more. You know, so this dude has really done it. And it's just time to give him his flowers, and I just wanted to make sure that as somebody who is in the NFC West as a Los Angeles Rams fan and watching this team and watching what Pete Carroll has done, not only for the Seahawks, but for the glory days of USC, because since Pete left, it ain't been great, and now the Pac-12 is dead. With the 49ers is the next team that we need to get to with the one more thing, but all this happened with Trey Lance and I want out and I'm not satisfied with my situation and, you know, the whole deal. Sam, Sam Darnold did get that uh, backup role to uh, Brock Purdy. Interesting. Interesting. The way San Francisco go through quarterbacks, my boy Trey Lance might want to stay there for a second, though. It's it's not out out of the realm of possibility that they go through all their quarterbacks and then by week 14, Trey Lance is a starter. Like, would you be surprised if that happened with what has gone on in San Francisco over the last three to four years with their quarterback situation? I wouldn't be shocked at all. So I don't know if I, you know, tell my guy Lance to, you know, just hang tight, bro. You know, the opportunity might come. You never know. It's just real tough to be in that situation, to come from North Dakota State, to not have a a bunch of reps there, and then basically not get a bunch of reps, have to sit behind, uh, which is fine. I think actually sitting behind can work out great. I just think that, uh, you know, he didn't have uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know what I'm saying? What what does Trey Lance look like with Christian McCaffrey? Does Christian McCaffrey make Trey Lance viable? We didn't get to see that because my man got hurt. So, I mean... I understand that it's easy to go ahead and write him off. It's easy to go ahead and say, oh, well, he's trash, he's done. But look at Seattle and look at Geno Smith. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Look at some of these team. Look at some of these dudes who have resurrected their careers. You know, Kirk Cousins, which he didn't really resurrect his career, he's just kind of had a pretty solid career all the way through. But that's what I'm saying is, like, we're waiting on these guys to become, like, superstars, this, that, the other. How come he hasn't popped yet? How come this hasn't happened? And we all develop differently. Some guys get it super quick, and sometimes it takes a couple years. You know, the reports out of Green Bay is Jordan Love looks great. That's a dude who sat for a couple years. Now they had Aaron Rodgers, so you know it was easy to be patient with the with the young quarterback. But it might actually turn out that the Green Bay Packers, and I can't wait to talk about this because I think I'm going to talk about this on Friday. And I, I don't want to I want to kill it now, but I'm really impressed with the Green Bay Packers, and we will get to more of it on Friday. But I have some things to to. To talk about I've been kind of hard on my guy Brian Gutengus forever <laughs> with the Aaron Rodgers situation. But uh, you know, sometimes patience, which we don't have in our society a lot anymore, especially with fantasy football and whatnot. It's hard to look at a quarterback and go, oh, two years. We haven't figured it out. Okay, it's on to the next one. But sometimes we need to pump the brakes and we need to just kind of reevaluate and maybe just give this kid some time. And now for the one that I've been kind of dreading since uh I <laughs> since I started this series. My Los Angeles Rams. Hmm. What do I want for them this year? Honestly, I hate to say it, but is there any way that we can tank? Can Les Snead get me a pick that is top five? Are we in the Drake May sweepstakes? Are we in the Marvin Smith Jr. sweepstakes? You know what I'm saying? I want the highest pick. I can possibly get this year. I'm not looking to win a ton of games this year. I'm not looking for, I want the young kids to improve, obviously build a foundation. And now let's go get some five-star studs in the first and second round and see if we can start making some different makers. And, you know, we might be in, in year two of this rebuild next year, but hopefully, hopefully, Stafford um, and Cup don't just absolutely tear it up. And they win like seven games and we're sitting at like pick 16. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't want that. I really do not want that for my team. I'm not, I might be the only Rams fan that is like literally like celebrating losses at this point. But here we are. Here we are, right? Right. I'm a sick man. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to get takes here that might seem a little strange. I, I don't know what to tell you with this. But I'm looking for the Rams to tank. Is Can Aaron Donald be traded? Can we trade Aaron Donald since he's the only one on the defensive line? Can we get some value for him and then also help our tanking situation? I'm open to a lot of things. I'm open to Cooper Cup trades. You know? I'm open to a lot. I just want people to know that I'm not like sitting here like, oh, I just want us to be terrible. And No. I want us to be terrible for a reason. Caleb Williams is out there. Drake May is out there. There's some guys out there. We want to be in that top five. We want to be able to get these guys We want to get these uh, difference-making type of dudes and uh, start this rebuild off the right way. We got the Super Bowl. We knew that the next couple years were going to hurt. We didn't have draft picks. This is the first time that we're going to have one next year, and let's get after it, right? It only seems right. Now. The last thing we want to hit on is that we did talk a little bit about the Jonathan Taylor news about him seeking, wanting to trade, Ursay the whole nine. Now, the Vikings have not put out an offer. What we've heard from Diana Rossini of ESPN and others have reported is that they are interested. We have no idea what they have offered in draft conversation. Or whatnot. Now, let's talk about a couple more teams that could use a Jonathan Taylor, though. Okay. Who are some teams that you would like to see Jonathan Taylor go to? Right? If this guy's on the market, can you put a couple seconds together to go get him? Is he worthy of that for you? How close are you? Would this be something of interest to um? who is the team that you would be like? Uh, I mean, Philly? Does that tickle your fancy Philadelphia? It's an arms race in the AFC. Like, Jonathan Taylor in Buffalo? Like, No offense to James Cook and and, uh, Zach Moss and and dudes that played there. I think David Singletary has moved on, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. But if Jonathan Taylor was on the market and you don't want Josh Allen to run the ball as much as he's done over the last couple years, and you're close, right? A lot of people believe that Buffalo is close. Another weapon For Josh Allen would not hurt. And now you can control. You know the uh, clock a little bit. With a explosive running back. And somebody you know. Who has a pedigree. You know what I'm saying. That might be something to look into. If I was Buffalo. A couple other teams that might want to think about doing this. How about the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. How about the Kansas City Chiefs for this? I mean, you got Kelsey, you got Mahomes, you have a bunch of B minus wide receivers. No offense to anybody, but Kadarius Tony is always hurt. Sky Moore is young. Uh, Montez Valdez, Gantling, you know, good receiver, B minus still. Jonathan Taylor would uh really boost up that offense. No offense to Pacheco, okay? I'm not saying that you know, I'm I'm all about just kicking people out. Now does Denver jump in? I don't know what they have left. They don't think they have anything left. So, really, most, those might be the few teams that might be looking at Jonathan Taylor. Vikings look like they're very, very heavily involved. I would think Miami was involved because they were involved in the Dalvin Cook situation. So, and I think David A. Chain got hurt. So, um, that might be another another outlet for our guy in Indianapolis. All right. So with that being said, we are ready to go ahead and get up out of here again. My name is Vince. We are going to be doing football every Wednesday. We're just doubling up right now because of the fact that we got to get through and get you acquainted and get you ready for the football season. So we are going to hit it again on Friday. There is a basketball pod coming. Trust me, there's just not a lot going on. So we kind of moved over to football, but there's a basketball pod coming because I have a couple news and notes that I want to get off my chest about James Harden. So we will get that out to you, hopefully, uh, within the next day or so. So uh, for my guy, Nico Miatello, I'm Vince Carter. Remember, Apple Podcast, Spotify, you, you got to go ahead and, you know, subscribe, follow, all that sort of thing. If you're on the YouTube channel, we love you. Thank you for visiting the YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Smash it. We need you. We need your support. And uh, we just love doing it. And we're going to continue to do it. And my name is Vince. And I'm out of here. Enjoy your rest of your hump. Dizzy.